You're listening to the Brazen Truth Podcast, where we talk about morality, sexuality, and spirituality according to the Bible. Get ready, get set, let's get awkward. So today we have one of the most amazing women that I have ever known with us in the studio today, Pastor Stephanie McDonald, and she's also my mom. So uh, I am blessed to have an incredible, amazing woman of God who is bold and who is also absolutely gorgeous. Um, here in my studio. And today we're going to actually have a conversation. We've had this conversation many times before. Yes, we have. What we're talking about today is biblical sexism. Okay. Biblical sexism. Now, let me just clarify. The Bible isn't sexist. There's just some things in the Bible that are sexist. Mm -hmm. And there's things in the Bible that are sexist because the Bible has people in it. Characters, right. Bible characters right. in it. Mm-hmm. And these Bible characters are, in fact, human. Okay, mm-hmm. This is true. And, uh, you know, there's there's uh, human beings that are um, righteous and godly and good and people who should be ad- admired and respected and, and um, listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and those people are still not perfect. The only person that was perfect is Jesus. Right. That's true. And the culture of the day, too, has a lot to do with forming their thoughts and attitudes, and so we always have to keep that in mind. Absolutely. I always say, the Bible is infallible, but the Bible characters are not infallible. So, um, you know, the first thing I want to say is, um, uh, I guess it's not the first thing, I've already said a lot, but um, the first thing that used to bother me, and I've I've talked to you about Mm -hmm. this before, is... Yes, you've talked to me about this since you were like four. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) That is so funny. I I just, there was a couple of things. Like, the Uh first thing is, like, just as you're a little kid learning about the creation of the the universe, right? Mm-hmm. So God created the world and everything and the animal or not the animals yet, I guess. Um, well, yeah, he created the animals and then he created Adam. Mm-hmm. And then after Adam couldn't find a mate among the animals, <laughs> you know where this is going. Then he was like, all right, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you a little something extra special. Hmm. You can't find a mate among the animals. So here you go. How do you like this? <laughs> well, there's another way of looking at that, though, because I, in fact, I just heard somebody, I think it was yesterday, say, well, you know, uh, the reason why God had to create woman was because men wasn't quite perfect enough. And so God had to, you know, try again. <laughs> Second time's better. So, right, right. And and uh, so he, the, she was the new and improved version, version of, of mankind. mankind. Ah, I like that. I like that. I'm um, surprised you didn't come up with that one. <laughs> oh, I'm sure the thought crossed my mind a few times. But, uh, but um, so another thing is, is that, you know, Adam, and this is, this is kind of my line of, of reasoning, right? Adam was created with a fully functioning sexual anatomy. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to think that or imagine or assume that God didn't have Eve in mind when he created that fully functioning sexual anatomy. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? 
The perfect fit. <laughs> right, exactly. The perfect fit. And and with the, the animals, he created a male and a female animal. Mm-hmm. So there was definitely a specific purpose in mind for creating Adam first and leaving him alone for a while. There's a rhyme and a reason for everything that God does, you know, and you take into, you know, I've, I was watching some podcasts, with, or watching, uh, watching them on YouTube about quantum physics and all these things that go way, way, way over my head. But... There's no way that we can understand fully some of the reasoning behind certain things in the universe. Right. So it's like, and some people get close to the tip of the iceberg, but really we, we can't even, we can't even touch it because it's just so God says, my ways are not your ways. That's exactly the scripture that I was just thinking just now. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts and my ways are higher than your ways. Yes. And it's so true. That doesn't mean we shouldn't try to press in and and press forward and get to know God more and get to understand the mysteries of the universe. But it does mean that when you can't understand it, don't throw up your hands and give up and walk away from it. Right. And I think um, the importance of when you're talking about relationships, you're talking about the different roles between male and female and uh, why God created male and female. The the main thing is to have a revelation of God's love, like in an intimate way, like, okay, I don't understand why, um, you know, why, why certain things were like they were in the Bible, why women were um, sort of looked down upon and treated inferior to men. But, um, but I think that when you have a revelation of God's love in an intimate way, that you, you grow and you understand that that wasn't God's intention. That isn't his thoughts towards women, but it's, um, you know, it's the battle, uh, the spiritual battle. Everything is spiritual, right? And um, and so we have to we have to understand his love for us before we can try to say, okay, yes, that's how man treated women, but that's not God's intention towards women. Yes, that is so true. Uh, and that is something that in this world, there, you know, in the debate culture that we're kind of in, um, people say, well, if God is loving, then why did this, this, and this happen in the Bible, um, specifically towards women or, or some other things too. Um, but when you know God and you know his love mm-hmm. and you know his kindness, it's mm-hmm. like if someone were to come up to me and say, oh, did you know that your mom did all these horrible things? And be like, no, she did not do those things because I love her. Mm -hmm. And then I would go talk to you and then you could tell me what actually happened. When you read the word, you see. Relationship. It's called relationship. Mm -hmm. And that's why God says, if you love me, then you'll obey me. Because you trust God's love for you. It's not a selfish love that he has your best interest in heart and in mind. So when we hear these things, we need to go back to the word and see what the word of God says. And what the word of God says is that people did terrible things mm-hmm. because the word of God has real people in it, real events in it and mm-hmm. real flawed cultures in it. Right. Um, so, you know, I pretty sure it's rated R or oh X my gosh. in some places. It, man, <laughs> there's all kinds of things in there that are just mind blowing. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading the other day and I actually, um, I, I was reading the other day and I actually broke down and started crying. Um, Judges 19 talks about, 
um, this man and um, this woman who is initially labeled as his concubine. Mm-hmm. But then later on, it talks about her father being his father-in-law, mm-hmm. and she refers to him as her husband. Mm-hmm. So really, it was like a married a husband mm-hmm. and wife kind of kind of situation. And so they get in this fight, and she goes away to her dad's house, and he follows her to her dad's house later, which is in another city, and um, is asking her to come back. So, yeah, this sounds like a married couple uh-huh, type thing. Right. <laughs> right? Uh, exactly. So he, um, you know, they, they have a good time. They reconcile. Mm-hmm. Um, they stay there for about a week or something like that, and uh, they have feast, and they're having an awesome time. And so finally it's time to go home. Mm-hmm. So they say goodbye, and they're on their way home. They're traveling through this other town, and they find themselves in the middle in the middle of the town, and they no one offered them a place to stay, which was kind of customary at that time. Mm-hmm. So they were like, okay, well, I guess we have to camp out here. This guy com- comes up to them, and he said, no, it's dangerous here in the city. You don't want to camp here. Come to my house. Mm-hmm. So they go to his house, and um, at his house... Um, they get surrounded by these men from this village or this town, a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And they're banging on the door and they say, um, and they open the door and they're like, let us have this man, this um, man from another town so that we can all rape him. And, um, yeah, so this man, this, the guy that owned the house, he was like, no, no, don't do this evil thing. You know, don't take this man. Why don't instead you take my virgin daughter? Like what the heck? Right. And his (laughs) wife and do whatever you want to them. Just don't take this man. Right. Yeah. Now that like broke my heart. Who would offer their daughter, um, as a replacement for some stranger that they just met? Right. Like crazy. Th- that is crazy. It doesn't and make it, a bit of sense. It doesn't. Know? And it really speaks to the value that was placed on women mm-hmm. during that time. Mm-hmm. It really does. Yeah. So they um, they don't want the women. They want to rape this man, right? Mm-hmm. So they're about to take him. but So to save his own butt, he mm-hmm. pushes his wife out the door. And he slams the door. And he locks her out with these rapists. Wow. So these rapists take her. It's heartbreaking. Did the Bible say that this man was a righteous man? No. And it doesn't say that God told him to do that. No, it doesn't. It's a story about a guy that existed. And, and wicked, a horrible... And wicked men. Right. And, right. and it's funny because in Genesis 19, it talks about um, how Sodom and Gomorrah had, mm-hmm. did a very similar thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, And then they got destroyed. So mm-hmm. in Judges 19, it's talking about how Israel actually became more evil than Sodom and Gomorrah. Wow. Yeah. Um, and it's that parallel. But they take this woman, this, his wife, and they rape her all night long. And um, then finally, early, early in the morning, before the sun comes up, they let her go. And she crawls her way back to the door. And it says she digs her hands into the, um, the, th- the threshold of the door. So she's trying to get in right. to the house and she can't. Mm. And so finally, she's just collapsed right there at the door. And finally, when the sun comes up, he waits till the sun comes up to open the door. The husband does. Wow. So finally the sun comes up. He opens the door. And what does he say to her as she's lying on the floor? He says, get up. Let's go. Uh, right. I, I'm so furious at this uh, man. I'm, I'm almost more angry at him than I am at the rapists. Like, mm-hmm, I know. Because we're, I mean, great he, protector there. And then he makes it almost like it's her fault. Yeah, like he's angry at her. Yeah, uh, like she did something wrong. Right. Like he's disgusted by her. Right. It's, man, such a horrible story. Isn't that so how Satan is? It is. He he uh, influences the abuse, and then he turns it around and says, 
look how unworthy you are. Let's go. Like, get over it. You know, get over it. That's just so demonic. It's your fault. You're yeah. worthless now. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so the husband finds that his 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 wife is actually dead. Yeah. So he he puts her on his on his uh, mule or whatever it was, horse or whatever, and he takes her back home and he cuts her body up into twelve pieces and he sends it to the twelve tribes of Israel to rally their support to attack this evil town that did this to her. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a long story. I don't have time for the whole thing, but, mm-hmm. um, you pointed out something that was very important that the Bible is not just about God's righteousness and his holiness and his goodness and his mercy and his mm-hmm. love. It's also about the demonic attack, right? Attacks from mm-hmm. the enemy mm-hmm. that we need to be aware of in order to wage war on the enemy. Exactly. And, you know, and I think that, um, you know, from the very beginning of time, it says in Genesis 3.15, it says, uh, And I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and hers, and he will crush your head and you will strike his heel. Another place says, you will crush his head. He will, he will bruise your heel, but you are going to crush his head. And that is specifically talking about the uh, demonic attack against women. Yes. And, you know, I mean, if we ever wonder who gets the victory, just go back to the very beginning because it was prophesied right there in the very beginning. Yes, he's going to try to pull you down by the heel. He, but he is down on the ground. He is under our feet. And, and and the very specific reason why the attack on women, I believe, um, through demonic forces, through religion, why does Satan hate women so much? Why does he want to subdue them? Why does he want to grab them by the heel and pull them down to the ground where he is so that he can conquer them? And I believe uh, that it's talking here about the seed, her seed. Where did Jesus come from? the seed of a woman, right? right. And so uh, we we are actually carrying the fruitfulness of, of God, of God's kingdom, you know, because we have the ability to bear seed and, and increase his kingdom through childbearing. And Satan hates humanity. He, he does not want us to increase because, uh, and that, that's why you see like abortion and things like that, how, how the enemy wants to destroy um, you know, one child at a time, one woman at a time, one man at a time, the human race, because we are created in the image of God. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, and not only that, but like God created men and women are absolutely different. Mm-hmm. Let me just put that out there. There are differences. Read some psychology papers. Right. There's differences. Okay. It, it, that shouldn't even be up for debate. And I'm not talking about physical differences. I'm talking about um, personality differences, right. emotional differences, brain waves, yeah, all <laughs> chemicals, <of that>. exactly, <laughs> hormones, like yeah. all, all of that, all those Anatomy. things. <laughs> yeah, obviously, <laughs> yeah, all those things go into play um, for to to create who we are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that God made us um, and man to come together, not in a physical, sexual way, but also in a way that complements the world, in right. a way that benefits the world, though, mm-hmm. in a way that benefits humanity mm-hmm. in general. Mm-hmm. And um, you're right. I mean, sometimes, for me anyways, the feminist movement kind of... Um, painted motherhood in such a degrading way that I didn't respect 
motherhood. Right. I never considered motherhood as um, something, a goal to strive towards. And look what God has done. And I have five <laughs> children, so there you go. And you're an amazing um, mother. <laughs> thank Happy you. Mother's Day, by the way. Happy Mother's Day to you. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, I, I know that God has given us these roles. Now, let's, let's talk about Deborah. Um, let's talk about jail. The oh, story of Deborah and my jail. My favorite story. Right? <laughs> these women are amazing. Yes. Like you think Joan of Arc, she she walked in these women's footsteps, okay? Um, and they are in the Old Testament, which is totally geared against women um, mm-hmm. in the culture that it was established in. Right. Um, but Deborah, she was a judge mm-hmm. in Israel. So she had authority over men. Yes. She had authority over mm-hmm. men and women. Right. People came to her with mm-hmm. their issues and she she would judge whether it was right or wrong. She had a massive amount of respect. Yes. So this army general goes to her for her advice, for her to seek God's face and to give him her advice and um, whether or not they should go to war against these evil guys, right? Mm-hmm. So she says, she she seeks God and she says, yes, go to war. God's going to give you the victory. Uh-huh. And this general says... Um, <laughs> a general in the army. <laughs> yes. He's a general over the whole army. Right, thousands right. and thousands and thousands of men. Uh-huh. And he says, I'm not going to go without you. Uh-huh. I'm too afraid to go without you. Yeah, yeah, and then exactly. What did she say to him? Um, I don't remember. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> so what she said. So what she said is because you failed to trust God and do what you were okay. supposed to do. Uh-huh. Oh, I remember now. Yeah, God is gonna give you the victory, but through a woman. Through Woo! a woman, He's gonna give the glory to a woman. Yeah. Okay. So he was like, "Okay, I'm okay with that," that. <laughs> and that's how much respect um, Deborah had uh-huh. was because he was like, I- "I'm okay with him giving the glory to a woman. Yeah. Just come with me, please." Right. So she goes Amazing. with him, and this is where jail mm-hmm. jail comes into yeah. play. Um, She's this little lady with a tent. Right. You know, just a little tent keeper, just a little homemaker, just a little oh, yes. mother, just a humble little woman in a tent. So sweet, right? Yeah, sweet so lady. sweet. Oh, my gosh. I know. She was so tender and yes. gentle. So, <laughs> can I read it? Well, let me oh, okay. so they So they, um, they go to war against these people, and they destroy most of them, okay? Uh-huh. But the, the main guy, the king. The king. Cicero? I Cicero. forget his name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, this main Cicero guy, yeah. he um, escapes, right? It's uh-huh. important that you get this guy. It's so important. Uh-huh. He escapes. So you, you pick it up from here. And okay. So yeah. So, um, so it says here, it's in Judges 4, 19 through 21. It says, so he's, he's running for his life, right? And he comes up across this tent where for whatever reason, he sees this, you know, sweet little lady and he, he thinks she's harmless. There, now, here's somebody that will, here's somebody I can control and be safe with. And mm-hmm. so so um, he goes to the tent and he says, please give me some water, he said. And I'm so thirsty. It says, so she gave him some milk from a, a leather bag and covered him again. So she's like, oh, she was polite, right? She wasn't rude to him. She was respectful. And uh, don't, don't misunderstand being gentle, respectful, and uh, being a warrior princess. And being a warrior princess because yeah. they really do go together. They do. And they go best together. Yes. Because what better way to disarm your enemy than by just being a gentle, respectful, and kind? You know, right. Because she, she invites him into her, her she tent. Says, she says, come in. You'll be safe You'll here. be safe. Come to, mm-hmm. you know, rest. Yeah, exactly. 
And so um, maybe, I don't know if she had a revelation between, you know, if her impulse was just to be polite or if she had a plan all along. I don't oh, know. she had a plan. <laughs> I think she I had don't a plan. know if she had a plan because, I, I mean... I, you know, it's kind of hard to know for sure because all of a sudden someone shows up at your door. It's not like they saw it on Facebook or heard it on the news that right. he's heading That's toward true. your yeah. tent. Yeah. So he surprises her. She must have recognized him. I don't right. know Right. She had to know who he was. Yeah. So then uh, she says, he tells her, stand at the door of the tent. If anybody comes and asks you if there's anybody here, say no. And uh, it says that... Um, she took a nail of the tent and took a hammer in her hand and went safely into him. Sneak, sneak, sneak. <laughs> and smote the nail into his temples and fastened it into the ground. For he was fast asleep and weary. So he died. So he died. I mean, it's so she yes. so graciously put a spear through the temple of the enemy who was taunting, who was controlling, who was oh demonically. This is some Walking Dead stuff. Man, you only I, see this in zombie movies. She I took a huge it. spike yeah. and she nailed it into this guy's head. This sweet little housewife. <laughs> But do you recognize? I don't know why I like that story. So I much. love I'm not that a story. <laughs> I'm not either, but I love it. And because to me, it's like, um, you know, the the taunting voices of the enemy is that you're just a woman, you're just a housewife, you don't have a voice, you're nothing. God doesn't even love you. You know, the lies of the enemy. Women aren't important. Blah 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 blah. And you know what? It's time that we rise up, and and you know. In honoring our husbands and the position that God gave them. But at the same time, we have to put a spike in the head of the enemy. We have to crush him like was prophesied in Genesis. You know, but you're going to crush his head. Right. He's going to grab you by the heel and try to pull you down and make you feel like nothing, like you're in the dirt with him. Right. You know, what's crazy about that is you look through history at different times where Satan has come against people and tested them, came against Jesus, tested him. He came against, you know, mm -hmm. a, a lot of different people in history mm -hmm. and um, tested them and tempted them and Eve included. Right. And, and what did he always, what was his go-to thing to test them with or to try to trick them with or confuse them with? The word of God. The word of God. Wow. The yeah. word of God, his mm -hmm. favorite weapon. Right. And and Which the, is religion, right? When Satan twists the word of God. Religion <laughs> is manipulating scripture mm -hmm. to meet your own agenda, whatever right. that may be. If mm -hmm. it's to control people, whatever it is, that's what religion is. Um, but the word of God is alive mm -hmm. and we have to seek God for those things and that no, confuse yeah. us. Like you said earlier, you mm -hmm. have to seek God with the knowledge mm -hmm. that his love for you is right. so pure, mm -hmm. so perfect mm -hmm. that nothing he has established is there to hurt you. Yeah, I just thought of something. You know how when you when you see like the media, for example, today, if you watch one particular, um, you know, news station, you're hearing everything from one perspective right and then if you watch the other news station you're hearing it from a completely different perspective so I just had this thought I was like how about if we just say father I trust you what is the rest of the story here what is the truth what what is it that you really you know why did you even share this story like <laughs> right. why is that 
not even why, there. Why did you choose for that to be in the Bible? Because that's really disturbing. And I don't know what you were thinking, God, when you put that in there. But it really bothers a lot of people. So maybe you Including could just like, me. could we just like tear that out? Highlight it with, right. the, with a black Sharpie. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. But, uh, but understanding that, give me a revelation through your love. Yeah. Everything yeah, has to be screened through his love for Exactly. Us. And it's okay. Actually, it's good to ask questions. Mm-hmm. It's good to seek the truth. The yes. Bible says, seek me and find me. Right. And he says, I am the truth. Mm-hmm. So it's good to seek the truth. Mm-hmm. But seek the truth with that underlining knowledge that God is love. His love is perfect. Mm-hmm. And you are the object of his affection. That's right. Mm-hmm. It, it took a lot for me to realize that because I would read some of the verses throughout my life. Um, try, you know, I would try to avoid them, but reading the one year Bible is kind of awesome, but you are kind of forced to mm-hmm. read everything a that's actually in it. Time. Right. right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Like who begat who and who begat. I, I'm not going to lie. I do skip that. I can't pronounce most of their names anyways, but, um, so anyways, um, but there is a purpose for that. To yes, be in there, there is. Too. And your dad is the one actually, he said he used to just skip over those. He hated those, you know, because they took forever. And right. It meant nothing. And he said one day he had a revelation that, hey, this is the lineage of Jesus. Yes. They're explaining to you from generation, every single generation, from Adam to Jesus. And that's why it's included in there. But that's a it's whole nother so story. True. Well, I mean, and it can kind of even relate to this because that's how you find out that Rahab, I think is their name, uh-huh. um, that saved the uh, guys from uh, from Jericho or whatever, uh-huh. the spies right. that went in there. Yes. She saved them. She was a part of Jericho's town, but and, she saved them. Right. She ended up marrying one of the spies. Uh-huh. And then out of her lineage Whoa. came the lo- David. Uh-huh. And came Jesus. Right, right. And Joseph, yeah. So much revelation in that because we all know that Rahab was... A prostitute. Right, who was a nobody, who Satan had grabbed by the heel and pulled her down in the dirt. And Jesus crushed his head because... You know, he came forth from that lineage, and right. that's exactly what God does. You know, is he takes um, he takes the broken things. He takes um, you know he when whenever the enemy attacks us, like the the scripture that says what the enemy meant for evil, God right. will use to to save so that the lives of many will be saved. Right, and so you know, um, I I just feel like this is a new era that we're entering into, where we're not going to be thinking about, yes, we're going to understand our roles. Everybody has to submit themselves to somebody. And yes. and there's a reason for that because, you know, uh, we don't want to be like Jezebel who didn't submit to anyone and who was controlling and, you know, and all that. We don't want to be a part of that uh, because everybody has someone in their life. And it's for the sake of learning humility, right? learning uh uh, learning to to be patient in well, suffering and all of that, you know, it's it's important that we understand that. But having said that, there is we are entering into a new era where God's sons and daughters, you know, His children are going to be stepping into um, authority, and we we can only have that authority when we learn how to submit to authority, wow. the godly authority, godly authority, not abusive authority. Godly authority that God has placed it because if we step out of that, then we lose our own authority in the spirit realm. Right. So it's so important that we learn. We can't just say, "Oh, I'm only going to submit to God." God, you know. Right. Uh, but wait, and God, only when you agree with what only he's when you agree. It's not even. <laughs> it's not even submission then. Yeah. It's not the same, you know, right. because sometimes we have to submit to things that. 
we may not even agree with or we don't, you know, it does, it does, we want our way. Right. And I even, mean, if it goes against what God's word is saying, then right. God's, God's no authority <laughs> trumps man's authority, oh, right? Oh, always, yes. But at the same time, it's like, I, I absolutely, actually, people think I, I'm uh, some kind of a crazy Christian feminist, and maybe I am sometimes, <laughs> but um, I actually have no qualms at all with the idea or the command um, of God's authority uh-huh. in the family, you right, know, right. submit to your husband. Uh-huh. I don't believe that that has anything to do with my value, my capability, right. uh, my, um, I, I don't think it has anything to do with any of that. Mm-hmm. I think what it has to do with is, can you trust someone who's human and who's flawed to love you like God loves you? Mm-hmm. And can you trust God to uplift you when they let you down? Right. And, um, you know, there's a lot of different things psychology wise that go behind my opinion that women, um, my agreement with the word of God, mm-hmm. um, of why I believe that women should submit to their husbands mm-hmm. if they have a husband. And if not, you know, God is their husband. Mm-hmm. It's also good to have a pastor in your right, life, you right. know? Um, so I, I think that there's psychological reasons behind that. Um, and some of it has to do with just the way that we're, um, we're, we're designed. And I, this podcast is not long enough to even scratch the surface of that. So I'm not going to touch that, but my problem was more of, um, well, some of the things in the Old Testament, like I talked about how Eve um, was created second, almost like an afterthought, mm-hmm. and um, it's something that Paul said in the New Testament. And I know you have kind of a thing with Paul. I have yeah. a thing with Paul. I'm definitely going to have a conversation or two with him. I'm sure. I have a couple of choice words for him. Um, just kidding. Paul, okay, guys, Paul is an amazing man of God. He spread the gospel so far. He mm-hmm. wrote most of the New Testament. This man was just a dynamite yes. in the kingdom of God, yes. right? He was he was amazing, and he, his um, his uh, work and his um, suffering and his the harvest mm-hmm. um, from that work mm-hmm. is just a ripple effect throughout right. all you know throughout yes. time. So mm-hmm. let me just put that out there. Mm-hmm. But <laughs> there was a time when he that, killed Christians, though. There was saying. a time when he killed Christians, so there's always that little thing that people forget about. He was a person. He had flaws. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to read these verses that I wasn't even sure if I wanted to touch, but I'm just going to go for it. Uh-oh. I, yeah. I can, always, I can always cut it out can, if I don't want to. We make this part two. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, so 1 Corinthians 11, 7 through 9 says, now these verses used to wreck me. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, "A man should not wear anything on his head. I don't care about that when worshiping, for a man is made in God's image and he reflects God's glory. And women reflect man's glory. For the first man didn't come from women, but the first woman came from man. And man was not made for woman, but woman was made for man. What did you just say to me, Paul? <laughs> say that to my face." Um, that I used to literally sob when reading those verses because I thought, well, first of all, I mean, that's messed up. A woman, we're, we're made for man. Like I want to, I love my husband. Uh-huh. I will massage his feet, yeah. make his food, change <laughs> yes, his sweet. kids' diapers uh-huh. all day long. Right. I will yes. submit to him. I love him. Right. Mm-hmm. I am in love with that man that God gave me. But yes. 
I don't want my whole purpose to revol revolve around him. Am mm -hmm. I just created for a man's use? Am right. I just there to gratify mm -hmm. him sexually? Like that's right. what some people teach mom. I was, I was what, looking on YouTube for oh videos gosh. of people talking about this. Uh -huh. First of all, there's very, very few. Mm -hmm. Second of all, I found only one, no, two women talking about this. Mm -hmm. The first woman wanted to clarify before she started that she was not attempting to teach men because god forbid she try to attempt to teach <laughs> so men you're a man and you're listening turn it off because i'm not allowed to talk to you about this um and the second woman was talking about how we were created to gratify a man sexually and that's that it. was our that's purpose all. that's it that's our sole reason so next time you're mad at someone for being promiscuous they're just fulfilling their god-given duties guys okay they're gratifying the man um, sorry. A little twist there. Yeah, I, I can just imagine there. your your brain going, like, thinking this, you know, uh, your brain on a journey right. to solve this problem. Right. And, and you know, people, I, I've talked to you about this. I've talked to Bethany. I've talked to different women who I know love God, have a relationship with him, mm -hmm. about my thoughts and feelings. Now, first of all, some women, these things have never occurred to. And right. I my point in this whole podcast is not to cause anyone to be offended. Mm -hmm. It's to address those who already have been. Right. Or maybe who have been um, overwhelmed with sorrow because they believe that God sees them as some uh, item, yes, right. accessory mm -hmm. um, for a man, you know. Right. And that's not God's heart towards us no. at all. Mm -mm. You know, it talks about how, uh, Paul talks about how the woman was created second. And that's why, you know, women are are subordinate and, and not even subordinate. I don't really care about subordination, like mm -hmm. I said. But women are um, inferior. lesser, inferior. Mm -hmm. Like he makes it sound like women are inferior. Right. But Jesus said, Jesus said the last will be First, right? Mm -hmm. Jesus yeah. said that the stone the builder rejected will become the, the, the cornerstone or the center stone. Mm -hmm. He said that if these remain silent, then the rocks will cry out. Mm -hmm. Just like with Deborah. Mm -hmm. Deborah had, mm -hmm. a, had a man who was supposed to do this job that God sent him to do. He was too afraid to do it, so God gave the glory to a woman. Right. As long as there are men in this world who are not living up to their potential in Christ, do not tell me that a woman cannot preach. Do not tell me that a right. woman cannot do these things because that's not her place. Mm -hmm. Guess what? God can do whatever he wants through That's whoever right. he wants That's whenever right. he wants. That's right. And you know, uh, and it, it's true that in and in we're talking about uh, authority in a household how, you know, children must submit to their mother and father. But have has your life not been changed? My life has been changed. I remember when you were a little girl. I remember when Bethany was little. I remember when Ryan, you know, mm -hmm. and I remember how God used you guys. You know, it's like you start repeating the truths right. of God, like under the anointing of God. Right. And I love how God does things. Like right. he uses the weak things of this world to confound the wise, you know, and, and not to say that women are weak. I'm not saying that, but I'm just saying God, God's thoughts are way higher than our thoughts. Right. And he can use even a donkey, a little child. He can use... Um, you know, he can use even unsaved people to get our attention with their words, right. you know. And and, um, and I think the problem with that, because um, obviously I value my kid's life more than I value my own. I believe they are greater than I am. So I agree with that. <laughs> well, I feel that I'm way not, too. Well, I'm not saying that because, but that's just no, how us as women, as mm -hmm. mothers, as yes. parents, even fathers feel that way. Right. So, um, but the problem with that um, parallel is that I think women, a lot of times when they hear that, mm. they think competency. 
Like right. I'm, I'm not. I'm as competent as a child. You're then. comparing me to a donkey, <laughs> right? Or yeah. Well, God used like a I donkey. Said, yeah. God can use anyone to speak to anyone. God used a donkey to speak to a prophet, and he right? Can use and he a can't woman. use a woman. Seriously, seriously. Um, well, yeah. So that's that was always my problem with that. But um, at the same time, it really, um, it really. For instance, if the president does something illegal, then you would think that he would have to be subject to the law that doesn't mean that the law or the police officer has more authority than the president but right. the president still has to submit to that to that authority right, right right so it's not a greater than it's not about that it's about order it's, it's about order yeah mm-hmm. order and this world will be chaotic and yes. chaos your family will be chaotic yes. and chaos if you cannot establish order in yeah, your home that's right um so um, yeah, that's a good word like yeah that. uh well, this is years of revelation. So, is there my whole anything life. we haven't covered today? I know, right? <laughs> this is fun. Um, <laughs> well, just to establish, like, women are created in God's image. So, it does what Paul said in my mind conflicts with what Genesis 1 27 says. Um, so, God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Um, male and female, he created them. Mm-hmm. So, men and women were both created in God's yes. image. And, you know, this doesn't, he actually didn't say that women weren't created in the image of God. He says that man was created in the image of God mm-hmm. and women um, was created for the glory of man. So mm-hmm. he didn't really contradict that. No. But I'm faced with a dilemma here. Mm-hmm. Um, so either Paul was sexist, which I have to say is pretty likely for that day and age. <laughs> uh-huh. In fact, I, I really honestly, I think that Jesus was probably the only person of in that time that mm-hmm. was not sexist right because that was the culture you know right. um and, and jesus is perfect and he showed us how to treat women he showed us his value in women mm-hmm. he showed us his call in women women were the first um per, the last people to see him on the cross the first person um to see him after he resurrected from the dead and the first people that he exactly. sent with the message of the gospel exactly you know and and the um Really, when you think about it, the Bible says for men to love their wives as Christ loved the church and gave his life for her. So the bride of Christ, right? the church, you know, um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of areas where we are referred to. At, and I think that when the woman is the glory of the man, I think it's it's saying like the like the bride is the glory of Jesus. You know what I mean? Like it's something he's proud of. It's something that brings him great joy, right. you know, and well, something he delights in, not just something that he's, like, trying, you know what I'm, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, an interesting thing is, and I just thought of this right now, but I was, um, well, the other day I was, I was um, listening to um, commentary on why Jesus called himself the Son of Man so many times, because he calls himself the Son of mm-hmm. Man a mm-hmm. lot, right? Mm-hmm. And the word man is um, a word, like, derivative of, a meaning like the fallen man, mm-hmm. the fallen man. Okay. So, yeah. Right. And he would go to bear the sins of all humanity, all uh-huh. mankind. Right. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if that same word man is the word that Paul was using, the glory of man. Mm. So someone who helps lift mankind mm-hmm. out of that, you know, that makes sense to me because you know why? Cause I have a relationship with him. Yes. And and I know he you know loves, his character. I know, know his, his love for you. I know his love for me. And I know that when I do my devotions, this is how they go. My beautiful, beloved, precious daughter. Yeah. You know, it's right. not 
you woman, you know, Go get make your me man. A yeah, get your man over here <laughs> so I can talk to him about this. Right. No, it's come and sit with me. Like he delights in in our you know in our relationship. And right. So, yeah, you're the apple of his eye. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so good. Well, um, you know, I I wanted I thought it was super important that we talk about this because I know a lot of um, I know that a lot of women have walked away from God for this yeah, reason because yeah. they were offended. It's heartbreaking, yeah, yeah, it really is, and we need to be able to see um, ourselves in God's eyes, mm-hmm. and um, we need to have a relationship with Him. Like we cannot just live by by reading the Word. Yeah, um, we have to make sure that we're seeking God's presence, that we're worshiping Him. Mm-hmm. And then we're allowing him to love on it, uh, yes. love on us, you know. Yes. Um, and, uh, you know, as there's a story in the Bible. Now, the, my, what I was telling you about my dilemma is either Paul is sexist or what he was saying, you know, there's that option about the, the glory of man. There's that option. Or there's also um, a, a third one. Now, this third one is not going to be one that feels good. Okay. Um, the third one is is maybe women were created for man. What if women were created for men? What if? What What then? Like, and you think about it, initially, God created, or the Israelites were God's people, right? His chosen people. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a story in the Bible where this, I think she was Greek. She was a Greek woman, and she came to Jesus begging him, please heal my daughter, please mm-hmm. heal my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jesus said, I, um, I didn't come. To, I, I came to save the Israelite lost right, sheep. Like the right. Israelites mm-hmm. are the people I came to save. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not right that the master should give the dog the mm. food that belongs to the children. Mm-hmm. He said this to her. Yeah. Pretty much calling her a dog. Right. And you know how she responded? She said, that's mm-hmm. that's true. But even the dogs get to eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Yeah. Jesus had this conversation predestined. Mm-hmm. He knew exactly what she would say. Mm-hmm. And he didn't believe that she was like a dog. No. He was trying to teach us something. Mm-hmm. Her, he, he told her, your faith has made your daughter healed. Mm-hmm. And, and he said, didn't he say, I've, I've not seen uh, such great faith in Israel or something like that. I was trying to remember if that's from this story mm-hmm. or, or not. I don't remember um, exactly, but he did say um, her faith has made her daughter healed, mm-hmm. which he said a lot of times, you know, go, yeah. your faith has made you healed. Mm-hmm. So I think that it's really important what we believe about ourselves. Amen. Because what we believe about ourselves is our faith. Mm-hmm. Like we like to think of faith as I want I have faith to this person's going to get healed or this person's going to get saved. But what you believe is faith. Mm-hmm. And that goes for your identity too. What mm, do you believe absolutely. about yourself? Absolutely. So do you believe that you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus? Do you believe what he says when he says that in Christ there's no slave or free, there's no Jew, there's no Gentile, there's mm-hmm. no male, there's no female. Right. You are all one in Christ Jesus. You right. are all his children. Yes. And he came and he expanded his reach from just the Jewish people, just mm-hmm. the Israelites, to all of mankind, all yes. of humanity. And that was predestined from the beginning as well. Amen. All of those things were predestined. Yes. So I, if that were the case and women were initially... Um, Um, you know, on a lower level or second class or whatever it is Mm -hmm. that you want to argue that they were, Mm -hmm. Jesus said the first will be last and the last will be first. Yes. 
he likes to take he likes to do things like that mm-hmm. right yes. you look at his disciples you look at the people he ministered to the people he surrounded himself with the people he healed the people mm-hmm. he wept with there's right. this one woman who was sad because her 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 only son died mm-hmm. and Jesus saw her passing weeping and he began to weep with her because mm-hmm. his heart was so touched by her hurt by mm-hmm. her um hurt mm-hmm. and he raised her son from the dead mm-hmm. yeah having said that I, I think that that sums it up you know Jesus loves us he's called us by name yes and you know and I just want to I just want to decree a word um a prayer if that's okay absolutely because um just in my own walk you know my uh younger years when I first got saved there was such a an oppression over the women women were treated inferior there was lots of rules and regulations for the women um, a lot of things you know and um, I just would like to just pray for the women right now who may be struggling with um comparison maybe struggling with their identity What's God's purpose for me? You know, um, maybe feelings of I'm just a housewife or I'm a woman whose voice will never be heard and those kinds of feelings, if that's okay with you. Yeah, absolutely, please. Lord, I just thank you so much, God, that you are the healer of the heart, Lord, that you love us so much, that your compassion is so deep for us, Lord, as women, God, that you, you love us, you adore us, we are your daughters. And Lord, I thank you that you were empowering the Deborahs and the Esthers and the Jails today, Lord God. You are empowering women to understand the revelation of our identity in you, God, that you have a great purpose, that you knew us before we were created in our mother's wombs, Lord God, and that your purpose for us is great, that you have uh, a great destiny for women today, Lord, that you are filling us with an anointed message that is to be decreed and declared, Lord, in our families, that we are forming in in our children, in in our grandchildren, Lord, that we are passing on the torch of the power of the voice that you have given us, Lord God, that there will be a ripple effect that destroys religious mindsets, Lord, that even as you raised up Deborah, just because you chose to, there was no special reason. You made a choice to raise her up and use her. You use those things, Lord God, to raise up a mighty army of Deborah's, Lord, to use our voices to destroy the enemy, to drive a tent peg through the uh, head of the enemy. You have given us power and authority to be the daughters that you've created us to be with your voice, to decree your voice, and to trample over the lies of the enemy that would say that we are worthless or that we are inferior. And I thank you for your healing power right now. I apply your blood over our hearts and minds right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Mom, Pastor Stephanie. <laughs> um, <laughs> and as you guys can hear, all my children woke up from their naps. So <laughs> that wraps up this episode of The Brazen Truth. Um, thank you guys all so much for listening. Next episode, I believe I want to go ahead and touch on the topic of sexual abuse and the effects that it has on the mind, body, spirit, um, and different things in the Bible that can help establish a foundation of healing and using what the enemy meant for evil for good. So join us next episode. Please find me on Facebook. Uh, like, subscribe, comment, share. Let me know what you guys are, what your guys' thoughts on this episode, on one of the past episodes, on an episode that you wish um, that we had. Uh, let me know. I really want to know what you guys think and I want to go ahead and pursue the truth together with boldness 
knowing that um, no weapon formed against us will prosper. All right, guys, thank you so much. Thanks. I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Thank you, Mom. Thank you. Love thank you. you. Love you too. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>